Welcome to the Happy Holy Podcast. I'm Anna Marie Frank, a doctor of traditional naturopathy and certified brain health professional. Now, those of you that know Happy Holy You, you know that we are all about health and well-being, and we combine all the physical aspects, nutritional aspects, as well as the energetic and emotional aspects to well-being. So on this podcast, you guys, you are going to get a variety of information with different topics that can range from brain health all the way to how your energy field impacts your overall health and well-being. Now, let me remind you that we are not giving medical advice on this podcast, and these are just our personal experiences and information that we are sharing. If you do have any physical or any mental challenges going on in your life, we highly recommend that you seek a medical professional that you have a strong relationship with. All right, you guys, we are going to get started. So here we go. Yeah. So from there, so my dream was like when I was younger, I thought that I would always open up some kind of an art studio. That was just something that I found to be exciting. I liked getting involved and teaching people how to do things with that. I still liked it. I just didn't want to do it as a profession. I wanted to create spaces for other people to create. And so I made a goal for myself to have like an art gallery at some point. And through the years with the restaurant, I've had opportunities to bring in artists and artisans and just connect with people within the community and to create a space that feels inclusive. So it's been really neat. It started in 2015, the restaurant did. And then three years later, I had an opportunity to purchase the building. And as a result of that, I was able to start a public art space for muralists and artists within the community. And we posted that space. It's called Mural Alley Bakersfield. They have an Instagram page that I casually created and have not put a lot of energy into. And it still has quite a few followers, which is pretty great. And as a result of that, we posted over 130 artists, I think, over 15 murals, really large format murals. That space is over 80 feet long, I think. And so, and then there's a side space and a front space. So maybe like 120 feet or more while linear feet of mural space, which is pretty impressive. And then from there, I started with the live music I mean, we've had live music from pretty much the get-go. We've always had live music at the restaurant. A lot of people thought it was kind of crazy because most people think of like drinking and music and where I just didn't want to go. Like I wanted to go against the grain, but I can't do that. I wanted to create a space for people to come together and have a break from their day and feel like they could like unwind in a space. And I feel like music really helps with that and setting the tone for that. And then we created a do-it-yourself art station in the back dining room. I started doing rotating art space um, on the wall behind the kitchen. And I remember painting murals there myself. And then I brought another muralist. I brought in muralists to paint the outside of the building. We've had, we've had multiple murals on the outside. Now the whole front of the building is a big mural. And now there's actually a gallery. It's called the Vault Art Gallery. And we hosted, I don't know, maybe like 20 different artists in that gallery space and sold some work back there as well, which has been really neat to be able to do that. And then we also have done lots of installation art there. Right now there's a spoon installation. It's a three-dimensional mural for the visually impaired. And prior to that, we've had, I don't know if you ever saw the tumbleweed installation. No. (laughs) We did like neon tumbleweeds. They were spray painted. They were part of the museum of art. And one of the people that were looking on it asked if I wanted them. And so I hung up, um, I don't know, like 70 tumbleweeds 
tumble ceiling and it looked like it looked like a sea of like neon tumbleweeds like you were under the sea kind of and then I just recently did that with Emily. Emily and I did the pool noodle installation. There's 242 pool noodles that we had purchased from the 99 cent store. And we made a 15 foot by like 12 foot installation. You really need to. So food, art, creativity, public art space, rotating spaces where there's lots of opportunity for lots of people. And then we also have a do-it-yourself paint station where people can come in and they can paint while they're waiting to eat, which is really fun too. That's so awesome. So you've just brought so many different together all in one space. So if you guys haven't been, if you're a local listening to this, or even if you're not, because I know Heather gets people from all around the world that actually come to her restaurant, you should definitely visit Locale Farm to Table in Bakersfield, California. It's pretty amazing. And if you're not around Bakersfield, at least follow them on Instagram because you will see some amazing, amazing dishes and it'll it'll make me really hungry. <laughs> but really inspire, right? Like just yeah, it'll, the box. Yeah. Yeah. It'll it'll definitely inspire you. And then it just like what I love about it, like seeing food like that, it's like it's possible, right? We don't have to settle for things that aren't great. <laughs> so thank you for that. Okay. So now here we are. You have your restaurant, you've done all these amazing things. And I mean, you're just getting started, by the way. I, I already know this about you. But a couple other questions I have for you. This one is kind of shifting a little bit in a different direction. But if you were to pull up your Audible, what are the last three to five books that you've listened to? Oh, you have your phone right there. Okay, what are the last five books? I want to hear the last five. Okay. Or just five on there. Okay, so Have You Found Inside It's by Barnaby Sard, The Power of Letting Go by John Perkis. Does that the one you sent me? Power of Letting Go. I think so. I must have restarted listening to that one recently. I think he, I don't know. The Last Lecture by Randy Posh, Steve Jobs. I have, it's like a never ending audible that I literally have in 16 hours. I have two hours left of it forever. Unreasonable Hospitality. It's a fantastic book. I really, really enjoyed that one. And then the four Greenwolds. I love that. So, okay, tell me this. Do you listen to your Audible at 1.0, 1.2, or 1.5? All listen to at 1.2. Okay. I do 1.2, and then when I listen to a book a second time, it's 1.5. <laughs> we're looking to get there. I think it just depends. Well, with the Steve Jobs one, I definitely shifted it because I was trying to walk, like, just get yeah. information. And then this other book that I have on here that I didn't even well, mention, I see other one. I love it. It was The Choice by Dr. Edith Butter. Have you heard of that one? No. Uh-uh. Well, she's a Holocaust survivor. Um, oh, you did? Yes. Well, well, she became a psychologist. She went back to school like after the Holocaust. And she, I think she's in her 90s now. And she's written a few books. And they're just really good. They were recommended to me by somebody about is in this community that has experienced a lot of hardship in there. They lost two of their four children to murder. They were murdered, which is so sad. This this woman that I know in our community, her two kids were murdered on um, New Year's Eve. And she one day was sitting at the restaurant and she was reading a book and I asked her and it wasn't the same book. It was a different one by that same author. And she just recommended it. She's a grief specialist this woman in particular and wow. she studies grief and she helps people in our community with grief and she started 
organizations, nonprofit, the whole one. She's done a lot of work in our community around it. And I'm just really grateful to come across that recommendation and then some of the other ones that she recommended as well. Wow. That's amazing. Like the really neat and necessary is, you know, like learn about what people do in their lives or as a job or just as a give back or just whatever. Really. Wow. Okay. Well, and how it shapes it too, right? Because like those things happened in her life and that actually ended up happening for her because as a result of that, she was able to like probably help and influence and touch and inspire so many people because of a newfound purpose that was created out of something that was super dark, you know? Yeah, I can't even imagine. I would imagine that. Well, shifting into another question I have for you. You know me, my questions are kind of like all over. Okay, what are you looking forward to the most about hosting this podcast? Like, do you have any ideas of who you want to bring on or what, like what's coming up for you? So for me, I like being able to like, I like being a resource for people and I like being able to connect other people to resources that I've discovered in my life. One of my friends that I went to college with, she's a nurse and she's kind of similar like that too. She reads a lot and she's just, she's always like learning. And I feel she kind of inspired me to be more intrigued by learning, I guess. And I know that she has similar, like a, a kind of a similar outlook. And so I, when I think of all of my life experiences and like the things that have led me to this place that we're at right now, with you sitting in your closet, one, <laughs> I think of like, all of these people that have crossed paths with. And I just feel like it's really cool to be able to have an opportunity to share those connections that I've made with a, a different type of platform. So I'm excited to look at life in a different perspective and to know that there's like, it's not just about maybe bringing somebody into a conversation or a dinner. Like there could be even a larger platform for them as well through this podcast. Love it. All right. Another question. What are you most looking forward to in the future? So I, I'm looking forward to love. Mm. Yes. I've been on a love hiatus. Is that the right word? When you take a vacation <laughs> on love? Is that what it is? That's yeah. Right. Is it a hiatus? Yeah. A hiatus. Yeah. I did. I think I took a hiatus. So yeah. So I'm looking forward to love. I think I've told you this before. Like I dated a guy for three years in high school and then I dated a guy for three years in college. And then I met the guy that I moved to California with and we dated for 14 years. And so I've been in relationships for 20 years of my life. And outside of that, I've dated for like, you know, nine months or whatever yeah. or more. And I just feel like I've prioritized so much of my life around running a business and like all the things that I've been excited about doing that I hadn't really done like this 100% on building a relationship with a partner. And so right now I'm at more of a place where I'm I'm on a dating site. I'm on eHarmony right now. <laughs> yeah. And it's it's like, I don't know, it's a little bittersweet. And I'm just putting it out there and seeing what comes my way and knowing, trusting that like there's got to be a plan somewhere, like something will come to me when it's the right time. And also just being more open to that and uh, keeping my eyes peeled versus just kind of going through my day to day. Yeah. Well, you're putting back on your radar. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So my question also is, when do I get to see these guys on the dating app? <laughs> I know that one line member when you're like, what? so for the people that don't know what we're talking about, we did do an episode or we did like for your birthday last year. 
Yeah, a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, a year ago, we were at this hot spring place and I was showing Anna my my dating profile and I hadn't really been going on at all at that time. I remember thinking like, this is why I don't go on. And I opened it up and showed her and she's like, uh, can we zoom in? Um, let me see. Can I see that? I need to see their ear. I need, let me just like, I need a different angle. Is there a different picture? And so she kind of gave me this like analysis on just where people could be at in their lives. It was very helpful. I told her that I wish I could keep her, you know, in my pocket for all of these experiences with men so that I could have a little bit of a heads up onto what I'd be getting myself into. Oh my gosh. I mean, it's probably good. I didn't learn this stuff till after I was married because I, can you imagine me dating someone? I mean, I already go to restaurants and I like look at people, but those of you that don't know what I'm talking about, I study the face and in Chinese medicine, they've mapped the face for over 5,000 years. And there's certain tendencies, markings on the face, different features of the face that are like so spot on for just personality types, maybe things they've been through in their life. I mean, it's crazy. I do a session that's part of what I do when I do an initial intake with someone. I'll do a little bit of analysis with them or facial analysis. But anyway, so it's, it's wait, pretty- Wait, she's kind of like undermining it a little bit though, <laughs> if I don't think so. So literally like whenever she's done this for people that I have experienced, because I have had the opportunity to experience her I, she's done it to me. It's been a while. I, I, yeah. It's time for me to come in and do like another like analysis and scan and whatnot. Maybe we should schedule that soon. And when she did it for me the first time, I was like, okay. And then I started sending people there and I've had their encounters of it. And then we've been in public and she's done it there as well. And it's like mind blowing. I'll never forget the time that you did it for one of our contractor and I remember him being like, oh, girl, I don't want to go. I don't want to go in front of Anna Marie unless I'm wearing like a hat or something because I feel like she's analyzing me. Yeah. I mean, I try not to analyze people. I really try not to. I mean, I just, you know, I mean, whatever it is, what it is. But I think it's kind of fun. And it's again, some of it is very important information, right? Like, I don't want you to date or marry somebody that has ears that come up to a point right here. And that that their eyes, like you, you can see white on top of their eyes. Like, yeah, because like, there's just a lot of different things. Like, tell me then what that means. Okay. So if they have pointed ears, what does that mean? They can be like a little bit psycho or narcissistic. And guys, I'm not saying this is everybody. Okay. So I don't want to get emails and all that. Okay. These are just tendencies or these are possibilities. Um, And then people that have like, when their eye, like, if you can see white all around someone's eye, like the top eyelid is not, you know how the top eyelid covers a little bit of your eye, right? Like when it looks like their eyes are bulging out of their kind of like out like that, where I'm showing her in video and you guys are like, yeah, so that is, that's also a sign that they are, have a nervous system challenge. I'll just put it like that. Yeah. In general, that's like, I could see why you would want to. Like that. Yeah. I mean, they got to calm it down in their life. Yeah. And I think that's helpful, though. I mean, aside from that part, other character traits that you pointed out when you've done the analysis, it's like there's just ways for you to see if there's been like trauma and other things that happen in people's lives. And I feel like it's fascinating. Yeah. Like eyebrow that I have going on right here. You know, I have like that you could see right there. Yeah. Like that is me needing to be in control, having power. Like I have to check my ego all the time. 
and Carl has that too, my husband. And we used to butt heads so much when we first got married. Like not even just when we first got married. I mean, literally probably up until like, they're always still butt heads. But like once I started learning about this, I was like, oh my gosh, like we're fighting for control. And it's like this control that we like falsely think we need. And so it's like, I have to give him his space to like be the man, <laughs> you know, but we both have that, that trait. I can see it. That's yeah. Every time yeah. That, and now you're going to see that in somebody else. But like Heather is really great because she doesn't have that. So Heather can step back and like really listen and be calm. But she does also have the, that ability to like take force and like get stuff done. And yeah, I mean, it's really good. We're a good match. I think it's so fascinating, though. That's so fascinating that, like, the way our facial structure is configured can tell a story. You know, like, what is the science behind that? Yeah. I mean, it's just, I don't know if there's any necessarily science. It's like there's just years and years and years of documentation that shows all this. You know, it's like, it's crazy. Like, in above the lip right here, once I had like women that have a really great defined lip above there, usually they're very fertile. Of course, well, now, now you throw in the whole, you know, with all the medicines and stuff. And so now I'm like, huh, I don't know if this is shifting. Who knows? But or a wall, you know, but right here in between, like where this part comes together. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then people that have really full upper and lower lips, a lot of times they have a tendency to overindulge in things. Right. Like Garrity has that and she does. I mean, it's just so it's just interesting. It's just it's so fascinating. So, OK, so if you're both of your lips are like like full, yeah. full, like Carl, right? Carl overindulges. He's got both going on. Yeah. You have a tendency to to overindulge mm -hmm. yeah. like your chin. Remember the chin one I talked to you about? I forgot the chin one. The chin is someone taking your power away. That's right. Certain features yeah. on your and taking your power away certain lines above the lip i mean i'm gonna everyone's gonna be wanting to like stare at themselves now i know you're gonna get emails people are gonna be like can you do a facial, facial analysis on me i said so you could even do it over the, the zoom too though i mean yeah i do i mean i've had yeah i have like before i do an initial intake with someone if they're remote i have them send me photos of their ears their a front picture of their face no filters no makeup side profile and then i get to talk to them and see their face anyways on camera so that helps too I remember the time that I met with a, a farmer in town and you were like, we need a side picture. Like, you, think you, you had like specific things that you're looking for. And I'm like, girl, I don't even know this guy. <laughs> I know. When like, yeah. you liked him, though, you're like, no, he seems like a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah, it was. Mm -hmm. it was. Um, let's see. Okay. So I'm looking at my questions. I think, I think you answered my questions. Oh, no, I had one more in there. What makes you tick? So I'm a sucker for adventure and freedom. I like to like try something I've never tried before. Like I get excited. I just get excited to talk to people in general. The other day when we did our, we were talking to Stephanie and Amy. I stayed mm -hmm. up really late the night before and I was, oh, I was doing like a payroll analysis, the life of a business owner. Like once I, yeah. I don't know, there's something about like getting in that flow. Once I get into the flow of whatever it is that I'm doing, I don't want to stop. So for me, it's usually like creativity, food, people, travel, learning about something that I've never experienced before, trying something for the first time, 
going somewhere and knowing like my favorite feeling in the whole world is being in a different country or a different city or a different state or whatever and like not having any plans for the day and like that moment right before I open the door to go out and explore like that feeling I get of like anything could happen like yes. the world is out there and I'm about to experience whatever is supposed to come my way yes who will I meet today what is going to happen oh, that's that feeling I love that feeling there was a like coach I was working with in town for a little bit and so she had advised me to think of the time where I feel like most alive and I told her it was when I was traveling and then she was like what is the word that you would affiliate with that feeling and I said freedom and so then she said okay so freedom is your word so anything that you do in your life that doesn't connect with that word freedom is you not being in alignment and so she was like if you want to feel like you're living your purpose and you're in line, then you get to have a feeling of freedom. And I think that that comes from waking up on a Sunday and not having to get out of bed at a certain time. You know, that comes from being able to stay up late and do things and not feel like a sense of guilt for whatever. Like freedom can come in lots of different forms. It doesn't always have to be through traveling or adventure. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I felt really great sleeping in today. Yeah, oh yeah. And you worked for it, you know, you've been working hard and you had that girls night on Friday night and you've been growing your business and putting a lot of intention into the time that you're spending on it. Yeah, I love that. Freedom, I'm going to remember that now. What would your word be? So, okay, when do you feel most alive? Like, how do you feel when you feel that way? Because everybody else's words are different. Like, it's very uncommon yeah. if you have the same word. Yeah, so my, I mean, I can't, I really resonate with everything, you, with the freedom that you just said. And I feel like most alive and most happy when I'm with my children. Doesn't matter where the heck we're at. Like, I don't care where we are. Like, I'm just like, we could, they could be sitting in my closet right now with me, just sitting here and I would just be just happy as a clam. And then the other time that I'm at complete peace is when I work, when I'm at Happy Whole You and I'm literally sitting across from someone that like, they feel like they have no hope. They've been told all sorts of bull crap and it's like this beautiful gift that I get to be a part of their life for a minute and help them. There's literally probably 99% of the people I see, I already know that they're going to get better. Like they need to get there, right? Like it's just just a knowing and it's and that 1%, it's not that they're not going to get better. It's that they don't want to get better. And I don't even know, like they don't want to get better because if they lose that, what they're going through, they lose their identity because it's become now their identity. And they're so attached to it that they're not going to let it go no matter what. And some people are attached to it, but they have the capacity and the, the capability to let it go. And they always win those ones, but the ones that won't let it go, it's really sad. Well, it's a fine one, right? So it's like they told themselves a story on like who they are. And that is like a part of who they are. That is pretty crazy. And I could totally see that though, that that makes sense to me. The people that are ready to make changes in their lives, 100%. I mean... I think I was talking to you about a book I was reading. I think it was How to Win Friends and Influence People. And, and in the book, they talked about this person that was born without the ear canal and the ability. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? Yeah. Like, even cheer in general, like there was no capability. And the father refused to believe that his son was born deaf and without the capability to hear. And so he told him his whole life that he could hear and he just talked to him like an old person. And ultimately he ended up being able to read like vibrations or mm -hmm. something and yeah. he ended up 
developing like a system and like a device for other people that were born with similar deficiencies or whatever. And he ended up helping like thousands of people. Yeah, so cool. Yeah, they found found a way. Yeah. So, so interesting. I remember learning in one of my classes about these people that go, it's like, these are the people that go from practitioner to practitioner, doctor to doctor to doctor to doctor, and they always find something wrong in themselves. And then they always find something else wrong and something else wrong and something else wrong. And it's a certain type of person that does this. And those are the ones that it's really hard, really, really hard. But they they do. I mean, there is a name for it. I know there's like a flower remedy that I could make them like those people. But gosh, I forget. I just know that those aren't my clients. Because I don't, yeah, percent that I'm like, you know, I'm probably not the practitioner for you. When they come to me and they've had a list of all these people that they've seen, even other naturopaths and this and that and the other thing, and then they're telling me how they're never going to get better and they're never getting better and all that. I will point out to them though. I will point out to them because there are so good good people out there that it's like, how could you have gone to 20 people and you haven't gotten any improvement and nothing's gotten better? That makes no sense, you know? So... Are those the same people that like think they're dying whenever something happens? Like, you know, those people that like their mind is making them more sick for sure. And our minds can, our minds can make us sicker. Our minds can make us feel better. And we know the power of the mind. Everybody out here listening, y'all know we've talked about it. So yeah, my interest is how did they get to that place? You know, and those are the people too. I do recommend hypnotherapy too, you know, but it's about Yeah, it's like there. Did they have a parent, you know, that was sick, or I don't know. It's really, it's really interesting to me because I just, I mean, everybody's like want to know how their brain works and how they got to the place and why do they think the way they think. Not wrong, not right. It's just how they are and exploring that. I think that some people though are subjected to it based on their environment that they're raised in. Because I know there was a guy that was here in town for a long time that was from the East Coast that I got to know pretty well and. He was on the radio and his name's EJ. And one of my other friends, he's a really great friend of him as well. And they were always like talking about the mindset of, we always talked about the mindset of East Coast people versus West Coast people. And he would always give him, his parents a hard time because they were just like downers, you know? And I asked him why he moved and like what his reasoning was. And he just talked about how he just didn't want to be in that environment and be subjected to that lifestyle because it was just so heavy and he didn't want to be like come that way as well you know you know like i don't know if it's like the conditions like the harshness of living in an environment where there's weather inclement weather and more like stress as a result of that that it just creates this like perpetual like angst in a way you know have you experienced that over there or you were raised okay my dad was pretty negative but i mean like I don't know, but I, I know what you're saying. Like, I get that. I mean, just think of a work environment, right? Like, that's a huge thing. I mean, that's like one of the things that, you know, we get to do at Happy LU. And we actually, we use Heather's company as well as well-being and performance programs, also known as wellness program. And the very first thing we do is it's all goes back to. And the thing about it is, is if you're working in an environment where people are constantly negative, you are probably complaining and being negative about the negative people or you're the one joining in it. And and you don't mean to at first. That's the other thing. A lot of times people will go into a job and they're like, oh my gosh, yeah, like, you know, you're excited for your new job. You're happy to be there. How many of us go into a job and we're like, oh crap, I didn't even want this job. 
not normally, right? Like you rarely get a job that you're like, this is going to suck. I mean, you're kind of like excited and you're going to get paid and like it's fresh and it's new, right? So at what point do people go from being excited and joyful for their job to like, oh, I got to go to work today. And oh, and like they're so negative. That is conditioning over time. And so it's completely environment. And then it spills over to their personal life and all the things. Yeah. And I feel like every environment is different. And there are people that some people are just like that automatically. And so maybe in an interview that might not show up. And I, I think we talked about this too before. A long, for a long time, I was getting like, blinded yeah. by personality types that I didn't expect to be in my space. Mm-hmm. And I realized it was a result of me reflecting myself. So I was seeing all these great things in people. And then I wasn't able to see like the things that could be flags for the space. I was seeing like, oh, they seem friendly. Oh, they seem this. Oh, they seem that. And then like six months into it, I would realize like, oh, well, they don't really like people or, oh, Oh, they get stressed out in certain types of environments. Like, yeah, it was just really interesting to see from the get go, like what I want was choosing to see. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Yeah. We choose to see what we want to see. It's like when you first start dating someone, you know, (laughs) it's the same thing. Like, okay, this guy seems great. Like he knows how to cook. He has a car. He doesn't live with his parents. Like he's not drugs. You know, he has a decent job. He has... His friends seem cool. Uh, yeah. I mean, and then all of a sudden, all these things like a year into it start coming out. And it's like, where was this? No, but that was there the whole time. I just chose not to see those things. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, how we do those things. You know. <laughs> okay. Well, I think you got all your questions. And was there like, yeah. anything that we talked about pretty much everything? I think the only thing we missed was. Like where I see myself. Did you ask me that question? Where I see myself in in the future? Well, I said what I did for about your future. Like excited for in the future. Oh yeah, I answered on a personal level, which is fine. Yeah, personal one. From a business standpoint, I'm excited to do some other things in my life. I want to start venturing into the nonprofit world again and open up an art and science discovery center and. I feel like I have all these other like thoughts and desires. I've been doing some renovation work for the last. So when I stopped working at the engineering firm, I started doing interior design and renovations and I gutted a house. My house flooded. Did I tell you the story? I think so. Yeah. Flooded. Yeah. So my house flooded. They stole like a $12 copper part that ended up causing like $1,000 worth of damage. Yeah. Yeah. So I had the opportunity to do some design work and interior design work and renovation and since then, I've done it again, and it's been something that I've been passionate about. So I'm, I'm looking forward to doing more of that and just kind of looking for more opportunities out there that are outside of the day-to-day that create that sense of freedom for me. Mm-hmm. I love that. Well, awesome. Well, I know everyone's looking forward to hearing more from you, and I'm sure you're going to keep sharing all your personal stuff along the way, you guys. Thanks for joining us today, you guys, on this Happy Whole You podcast. We are so stoked that you are listening. And if you have questions or want to reach out to us, you can always email us at info at happywholeyou.com. And you know where to find us at Happy Whole You on Facebook and at Happy Whole You on Instagram. So have a wonderful day. Have a great week. And we will see you soon.